Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AIM Sisters podcast. You're here today with your host, Anna and Maria Sering, bringing your favorite twin talk of the week. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how are you stopping yourself from greatness? I think it's a very important topic for everyone to discuss because we stop ourselves and block ourselves in so many ways and so many times during our lives. And I think it all comes down to self-questioning. And also, I think the first question we have to ask is, do you believe in yourself, right? Because if you do not believe in yourself, then of course you're gonna be stopping your own potential because you keep um, not trusting your own potential and not trusting that you are good enough to do something. So, What do you think about believing in your own self? I think it's a process, you know, like when you're young, you believe in yourself fully because no one ever said that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, you're none of that. So you're like, of course I can do this. Of course I can learn that. And children are always eager to learn new things and they're always proving that they can do different things. But then I think in the socializing process, there is a point where expectations, like external expectations start like being heavy on us mm-hmm. and we start questioning our potential. And um, from that point, it's always like an unlearning, I would say, to shed all these layers of doubt and also expectations from others. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice when you mention about, like we always say, um, during childhood, we become who we are nowadays, most of the times. So I believe that children who had siblings as well, they already learn that they would be compared with their siblings or, you know, cousins. And since from, from a young age, they start recognizing things that they think they are good at. And things that they think they're not so good at because of uh, external validation. Someone recognizing that you do something instead of other things. So because you hear this feedback, you are conditioned to keep doing that instead of exploring all the many opportunities and different things that you possibly could do. Um, so I think if you have children around you, it's really nice if you encourage them to do everything that they are interested about. And even if they don't know about something, show them, present new things because they are so great at absorbing everything around them and giving their full energy and potential to that, that it's really amazing. And especially nowadays, the children are always at home and only staying their computers and playing video games. It's not really encouraging them to explore different things. And I mean, video games, they are so entertaining and colorful and you are rewarded as well with points and all that. So I do understand that it's hard to take them out of that um, routine of just doing one thing, but I think it's important to go back to the old ways and uh, allow the children to play with many, many things. Yeah, I think this reminded me of actually something from communication studies. Mm-hmm. that Marshall McLuhan, she, he used to call things like hot medium or cold medium. 
So for example, you said video game is full of things, a lot of information at you all the time. So it's like a hot medium because there is no place for you to input your own opinion or your own perspective or understanding. So everything is given to you. So you don't have to think, you just play, you know? And, but other types of media allow you to have this space for interaction and for your own thoughts. And I think some time ago, I saw a video about a mother trying to teach her child how to be more creative. And she said, the best thing a child can do is like when they are bored, because the kid would come to her and like, hey, mom, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. He said, darling, that's amazing. You're bored. How many things you can come up with right now, you know? So when you give time to being bored, you allow yourself to come up with things that you want to do. And usually those things are more intrinsic to yourself, not someone else imposing like, hey, I think you should do this or that. And I also think like we live in a very weird system, like this capitalist system of ours, because it makes like even parents see what are potentially careers for their children and other things as hobbies. So usually when they think like, oh, this kid is really creative but that's just a hobby or like in our case you really loved playing instruments but it's like of course she's not going to become like a professional pianist or guitarist or like you know guitar player or bass player or whatever because those are not considered professions so they're not really encouraged they're encouraged just as something you know a hobby to pass your time and that's very wrong in my opinion i think it's interesting when you mention about how kids nowadays, they, they like video games and all that because they don't need to put any input into that. They only react and do things that are already expected from them. But I think in our case, when we were children, it was exactly the opposite. We never really liked video games or things that we could not create. So we would go outside or just grab pencils and pens and whatever and create our own reality or own world and I think that was the most amazing thing during childhood and it surprises me how children some children they don't really like it you know they don't have this inner spark of inspiration you know like to try to do something out of their hearts out of, of out of their minds um and I think even nowadays you said we like things that don't make us bored, right? But if we're raised like this, not being bored anytime, our attention span becomes really small, <laughs> really short. Yeah, and then even as adults, um, we don't want to do things that we consider boring or that requires more time and attention, like reading. <laughs> yeah. And it's a it's a pity, I think. It's really something that people should practice. It's all about practicing, right? It is, but I think it's not that some kids are not intrinsically, you know, creative. I think all of them are, but some are given the space to let it flow and flourish and others are not. Yeah. But going back to our main topic, like why do you think people stop their greatness? like when they grow up. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is that what we mentioned, like childhood, 
people comparing you to others and only giving you a few options or like encouraging you to do a certain type of thing as a job, as a career and others as only hobbies. It's something that really limits us, especially if we, we want to be in the creative industry or anything like that. Um, you're not really taken seriously or, you know, people really doubt you all the time. And it's, and I think it was almost like, or you are a rebel, a rebel child, you know, adolescent and you say, I want to do this and I'm going to do this. I don't care about what you say. Or you feel like almost apologizing for your choice. Uh, I'm going to do this, but I know and it was difficult, but I think, I think I can do this. Okay. Please trust me. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to follow what you said, you know, and I think it's really uh, something that makes us stop ourselves because we feel we have to apologize for something we do, or we have to be really like headstrong and against everything because we, we just know what we want to do. And I think most, most people don't really have this strength of just like going against everyone that is around them that do not agree with their, their thinking. I agree with you. I think also it's kind of overcoming a mental blockage we have when we want to do something different because we have all these stories that, you know, your life is kind of a storyline if you think about it. And what you can feel when there's a turning point coming, but other people can't because it's your life, not their life. So when you decide to make a very different decision and that's going to shift your life, people around you feel kind of, they got their trust broken somehow because it's like, I was expecting you to do something or to follow along your past decisions or who you were before because they cannot see who you are inside or maybe who you always wanted to be, but you never had the courage to implement and really do it. So I think it's also overcoming this layer of like being a bit unapologetic and saying, yeah, that's part of me too. You know, that might not be the part of being showing everyone that might not be the part, you know, but this is who I am. And nice to meet you again. Like, you know, like being, comfortable knowing that you are able to change and even if you change you're not letting people down and I think when you see your life as a story and you realize you're the main character of that story it becomes easier because everyone else is the main characters of their own life stories and people are not really paying that much attention to you as you think they are usually I mean if it's your close family like and friends they probably are but just acquaintances and other people, I don't think they care that much. They might be surprised, like if they see on social media, oh, she's studying this, oh, she's working with that, but there's nothing that's gonna impact their lives. So I think we just, you know, ignore a little bit because people are not that interest, interested in our lives, I think. Um, I agree with you, but I believe that people who are around us, when they don't expect a certain change, they may feel a little bit betrayed, you know, like I really expected you to do this or I was planning to do this with you and now you're turning back on me. Um, so I think if we really believe in ourselves, it doesn't matter who we're going to lose or leave behind in our lives. Um, as long as 
we still have consideration and, you know, believe in ourselves because everyone has their own destiny and their own path. And if we're not meant to be uh, close to each other for the rest of our lives, it's okay. We have to be okay with that. And I also think that people who we think can judge us usually is because they feel they were expecting something different from us or because they feel that they themselves wanted to do something different and they didn't have the courage to do that. So they end up kind of judging people who, who are brave enough to change. And But maybe it's a good thing because maybe this feeling, strong feeling that arises in them can make themselves change their lives as well and recognize that they want to do something different and you know, maybe they can try it out. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's normal in our lifetime to like overgrow certain relationships because sometimes even though you, you're close to someone, what's going on with your life can change you in a very deep way. And mm -hmm. sometimes that leap in consciousness, sort of speak, you know, can can make you not fit anymore and you cannot keep like the harmonious relationship you had in the past because your mind is elsewhere like your awareness is different from the place it was before so if that person wants to grow with you wonderful but if it that person doesn't want to i think it's okay to move on you know another thing that i was thinking is that Maybe people don't like people who change a lot because people are afraid of what's unpredictable in general. Not only about people, but around, uh, you know, about everything. Everything that is unpredictable, people don't really like it. It's really outside of their comfort zones. And being around someone who is always changing can be a little bit tricky for them. And I do recognize that, but I think that uh, if we know that we can be considered as a threat to some people <laughs> uh, we can also know how to how to talk to them you know to make them feel a little bit more at ease um in your case do you have an experience like that like you felt do you feel you are you know changing all the time or that you're the force that makes people uneasy <laughs> because <laughs> a little bit causing a little bit. transformation i wouldn't say i am i am like a hurricane changing everything around me of course not uh, but yeah i think i'm always changing i'm always changing what i want to do my interests but i think my core values are still the same always um but I'm not afraid of changing. I really like, I really enjoy changing and going to different places and meeting new people and expanding my mindset and, you know, just trying to evolve and meet different things. And I think for a lot of people, it's a little bit uncomfortable because you're like, why, why is she so, you know, she cannot stay still. <laughs> um, But why is she so eager to keep changing? Some people, they're, they have a really fixed energy. So it's, it's okay too. It's just like differences. Um, 
But yeah, I think some people they don't really like it. Or they feel they don't they cannot they can't really trust or rely on you because uh probably you're gonna want to travel somewhere else in like one year or so. So it's almost like I cannot get too attached to this person because I know they're gonna leave me. So yeah, sometimes I feel like that. But I also feel like you cannot attach to this person because he or she's gonna leave. But this is also like guarding your heart or keeping yourself from living beautiful experiences just because you're afraid of getting hurt, you know? Yeah. And this makes you live kind of a half-life if you don't give yourself truly to, you know, situations, of course, like we said, keeping healthy boundaries. But if you don't allow yourself to leave, it's just like really sad. But I agree with you. I also do like to change a lot. And it's not like a choice, honestly. It's like inner cycles in the, in our life. So every time that I know that this happens with everything, this can be like interests of mine and also like music or, you know, style, everything. So I can see like this little seed of interest starts growing in me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to get really interested in this topic. And then it grows, grows, grows. And I learn a lot about that thing all at once. You know, that's my only focus. And then it starts slowly fading away. And then mm -hmm. it goes away. And then some new interest comes up. So for some people, that's really strange because they're like, I thought you liked that thing. But it's like, yeah, but that was last year, you know. And But that's all right, because this makes things so much more interesting. But I remember when I was a teenager, my dad was like, oh, another phase is coming, you know? And I was like, this is not a phase. This is who I am. But actually, it is who you are. This is who I am until nowadays, you know? Of course, we are life path five. It's all about yeah. change. All about For change. For those who do not know, people have different life path numbers, and each number represents something different. And number five is all related to change. So... The moment we were born, we were already, you know, setting to this journey of ups and downs and changes and flying away. <laughs> and I think it's interesting how you mentioned that you just feel you are becoming something different. You just feel you're going to a different direction. You're pulled to a different direction. And it's almost like a straight line in our lives and we have many, many pathways and we are just like following. It's like following your intuition. Just knowing that you are guided to go to that place. You're guided to go there because of something. Maybe you're going to meet someone really important in your life. Maybe you're going to do something that's going to change your life. You know, so I think everyone has this inner guidance. And sometimes mm -hmm. we don't really listen to it. Or if we are too like questioning our intuition, we can get some guidance, you know, talk to a psychic or a tarot reader. I think it's really useful. I particularly like to do that. So I know. I know. <laughs> so for example, um, I think trusting your intuition and knowing that you are guided to, to a certain place or a certain situation, certain job, whatever, it's really like uh, allowing yourself to trust. So I think a question that is really important is like, what would you do if you knew you would be successful no matter what? If you had this inner knowing of like, my life is going to be successful, what would you allow yourself to do? You would take much more risks. 
of course, not being, you know, a crazy person, like spending all your money. I'm not talking about that, but like um, allowing yourself to do something different. If you knew you would be successful right now, you listening to us, what would you do? And maybe that's the thing you need to do. You just have to give a little bit of space for it to grow and, you know, gain space in your heart and your mind. And perhaps that's your path. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's beautiful. I totally agree. And how we can reach greatness. Greatness is something really subjective. It's you fulfilling your life mission, your path. And how do you find that? Is by listening to your intuition. Like my sister said, like intuition is this inner guidance system. It's like a compass. And your compass is really fine, attuned, perfect when you're born. Because you know what you want, what you don't want to do is a feeling. It's not like yes or no. It's just like you feel it in your body. It feels right. It feels wrong. When we grow up, we're conditioned to think that some things that we feel is wrong is right because other people tell us. So our job is when we grow up, we need to attune the compass again and like shut the noise from outside and just look inside and say, okay, is this place that I want to go good for me? Do I feel nice? Yeah, I feel nice, so you go. Uh, I don't think so, so you stay. Do I want to eat this food? Uh, I think so. Then you go and eat. If you don't, don't. The same goes for like this relationship. Is this relationship healthy for me? Like, is this person good for me? Or is it just like, I just find them really attractive and I'm with them. Or I just need validation and they give me attention, you know. Or a job or anything. It's really like finding that inner guidance again. And when you do that, you start making right choices. And when you start making right choices, everything aligns. And when opportunity starts coming after the other, and you're like, where is this abundance coming from? Actually, it was all there. You just needed to tap into the path that is for you mm-hmm. instead of trying to follow, you know, the other road that people said you should. And it's also about intuition, like you said, and also about changing your mindset. Because if your mindset is conditioned to think that success or greatness, it's earning a lot of money, working for a company that is really well-recognized, sometimes that's only conditioning. Maybe sometimes it's only like what you learn throughout your life, but you're feeling sick in your body. You know, you feel resistance to go to work. You're tired. You don't have energy to do anything else. Your relationships are falling apart. Even if you have money in your bank account, other things in your life are super out of place. This is a huge sign that maybe that's not the thing for you. And it's not because you're going to change and not going to have financial stability anymore. Because if you're aligned with something that you should do, you're going to have everything you need. You're going to have people around you to support you. You're going to have the financial means to do that. You're going to have love. You're going to have everything you deserve. And it's really about changing your mindset. After you change your mindset, then you can start listening to your intuition. And success is so, so different for each person, you know. It can be living in a farm far away from the city, in peace, you know, growing your veggies and having animals around you. That's really successful to me. Yeah. Or you can be living in a bustling city, 
big city with lots of people around you, if you feel excited to be in that environment, it's also successful. If it's being in the comfort of your home with your children, you know, and doing something that you love and nurturing people around you, that's also success. Mm. And breaking free from all this stereotypes of what you should or should not be doing, it's so freeing and so liberating for all of us. Then imagine if everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing, what feel good, feels good for them, then maybe we wouldn't even have so much competition, you know. People would be doing what they need and everyone would be doing something different. It's not like there isn't space to everyone to succeed in life. Yeah. And also, when you were talking about in the beginning, like you work for a big comp like company or corporation, all, all those things, I think it's also important to think that what is the impact of your life on the planet? and in other people's lives. Because if you're working this job that is not aligned with the things you believe in, like if you work for this big company that is like polluting the oceans or, you know, doing things that you don't agree with or has like slave labor or childhood labor involved in their process or whatever, would you like to give your energy and lifetime to support such a thing? Well, I don't think so. And there are so many ways you can make a living, you know. So I think it's important to also see your lifetime as an impactful time and what is the legacy you want to leave, you know, and what are the things you're doing during this time. So you can choose to be numb and just, oh, I'm going to earn my wage and live my life. But your life is so precious, you know. So many souls are not incarnated if you think about it. <laughs> So you have a life for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if you think of yourself not only as a small piece in the game of life, if you think of yourself as a protagonist of your life, then everything becomes more aligned, I think. Yeah. And then you recognize that you do matter, that you do have a choice, right? And that's the thing. Like, if you're living this numb lifestyle that you don't think about what you're doing is because you don't think your own life matters if you don't think your own life matters of course you think other people's lives don't matter as well you know everything is a reflection so if you start taking care of yourself you start taking care of others and if you see greatness in yourself and if you see your potential you can actually recognize other people's potential and root for them and allow them to grow because it's not a competition you know Everyone is bringing in a different gift into this lifetime. And every gift should be cherished and should be uh, cultivated and expanded here. So right. I really hope you can find your greatness and find your life purpose if you believe in that. Uh, and really put yourself as a protagonist in your life, knowing that you matter. Everything you do here does matter. And Yes, you are amazing. You're an amazing human being. Yes, believe in yourself. We believe in you. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed this, this episode. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, please leave us a like, share with your friends, and comment down below. We would love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
And I hope you have a lovely week ahead and a lovely weekend as well. Thank, Thank you. you very much for your time. Until next week. Bye-bye.